0: Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part Ooh, art and part science. You You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dories. Love,
1: love means never having to say you're sorry. That's according to the 1970 best-selling book, Love Story, by Eric Siegel. I was only 10 when it was released, and even then, I thought that was one of the most ridiculous things I ever heard. In my view, the three hardest words to say aren't, I love you, but I am sorry. There is so much baggage and misunderstanding when it comes to apologizing, it's no wonder it's easier to adopt that slogan from so long ago. But not being able to give and receive apologies is a critical mistake for your relationship. And learning how to do it well can make your relationship stronger and more likely to last. Which is why I'm really excited to talk to today's guests. Andrew Blackwood is a coach, speaker, and the author of The Art of a Genuine Apology, Bringing Healing to Your Most Significant Relationships. So, Andrew, thanks for coming on the show and talking about what is um, a seemingly really tough topic, although I'm not sure it should be.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. It it should not be, but, you know, it actually depends why it is. Um, anything that's really really valuable is usually quite um, challenging and worthy of of our intention and all of it It takes effort
1: right so I mean apologies are so incredibly powerful I mean I remember my my sister um, back in college had a you know she she was injured and and you know, she, she went to the university where you know, she, was, she was on the crew team and she got injured and she went to the university and all she wanted from, from them was you know an apology and she couldn't get it. So she ended up suing them. I mean, she was kind of like, well, okay. So what is it that makes apologizing so incredibly difficult?
0: You know, there, there are several things that make an apology difficult. Um, one of them It's, you know, you mentioned baggage. Baggage Mm -hmm. goes back to our childhood and can be there for generations. But uh, most people haven't seen an effective, meaningful, healing apology offered Mm -hmm. during their childhood. They haven't Mm. received it, so it wasn't modeled, right? So uh, we don't know what it feels like to receive one. And how can you really give something that you haven't experienced? So... Logically, from that standpoint, it makes sense, but not having one can leave us with a number of different meanings. Uh-huh. Number one, it's not normal, right? Uh-huh. So that leaves us thinking that it, you know, being unfamiliar with it, but also being uncomfortable with it. I'm sorry, it's it's more than just two words to make uh-huh. a genuine apology. It's, it goes a whole lot deeper. So not having received it, not be seeing it modeled well, causes us to think that, you know, it's, it's not necessary. Like, do you really need an apology? Yes. Hurt has get over it, move on. You know, apologies are for weak people, right? <laughs> These are the messages that we can walk away with um, from not having it modeled for us as children.
1: Well, and it's so interesting that you say that because you be, because then there's kind of like the other way it gets modeled when we're kids. Like, you need to go apologize to your sister. So I go apologize to my sister, but you know, sorry. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, forced apologies as well. I think we get into that, uh, you know, and then, and then there's like, also, the over apologizing right for things that yeah. we shouldn't be apologizing for I mean you know it's like it's it's stop apologizing it, it it wasn't you know you didn't do anything so so I think do we get caught up in even what a definition of an apology is
0: certainly and and that's that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book. People think you know it's so simple, why would you need a book, but to your <laughs> point like worse apologies as children, it removes that important element about sincerity, um, about it being genuine, and about, you know, what is the real point? So a lot of times when we force children to apologize, number one, <laughs> they are not smart. <laughs> so,
1: right. I hit her again, right? so okay, whatever.
2: <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, so it's it, down to the roots of you know our, our apologies. They they genuinely are not sincere <laughs> when they're with, or right. So that's definitely an important part. And then I, I I'm a Canadian, and one of our one of the things that most Canadians are known for is being super polite. Like mm-hmm. you know you, but there are different levels to apologies, right? Mm-hmm. The, the basic and most common ones, they're more about courtesy. Mm-hmm. It is about being polite. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I stepped in front of you, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to, you know, was this your spot in the line? That is not the kind of apology that we're talking about. Right. We're t- kind of apology that, you know, where there's been hurt on a scale of 1 to 10. We're talking about, from a like seven to ten,
2: uh-huh. right?
0: Is this is this is we're not going to get past this without some sort of significant acknowledgement. Uh. This is imp- we won't be we won't be able to move forward. We're talking about emotional injury here. When you break, okay, you're not going to just pretend like it didn't happen. You're not going to be able to move forward with full functioning without it being addressed. Uh. That's the kind of injury we're talking about that requires a genuine apology.
1: So is that why, because you say in your book that simply saying I'm sorry and, and actually meaning it is not good enough. So, so why is that? If, if I am actually sincerely offering a sincere apology, I am truly sorry. Why is that not enough?
0: well why is sincerity not enough for an apology (laughs) That is, you know I take the time to talk about this in the book because just because you are sincere doesn't mean that your apology is going to be effective it doesn't mean it's going to be aimed precisely and and focused accurately on the other person's healing Uh so some examples of sincerity that are not accurately focused might be, um, you know, I'm I'm sorry. Sometimes we say sorry because we want to move past this moment.
2: Correct. Like,
0: let, let's okay. In other words, you could as well say, you know, let's get over it. Just get on with this. Like, just right. shut up. Okay, I'll say, need right. me to say, I'm sin- sorry because I sincerely don't want to be here anymore. Right. right. You want to move the moment. That is not going to bring healing to the other person Uh sometimes people feel really badly for what they've done Uh right but that feeling badly that sense of guilt is more about them that's more about regret than it is remorse Uh right there's a a difference regret is about what it, it how it's impacting me how it makes me look, right? Uh. Or that I got caught. I regret that I got caught. If I <laughs> knew this was gonna happen. Right. Wait, if I could take it back but that has nothing to do with your, you know, how much you how much sorrow you experience for causing the other person pain. Right. That is remorse is this kind of heartfelt sorrow and a sadness Because you have caused the other person pain. When we are focused on their pain, their injury, you know, how their life has been impacted by our actions, regardless of our intentions,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's when you are on the right track.
1: Well, and and I love it because that's, I think, where some people really get caught up in that, I did not intend to hurt you, right? I, you know, I, and, and it's quite possible that I even had no idea that what I was doing was creating hurt for you. And, you know, and I think that that can be where people get caught up because it's like, well, I said I'm sorry and I truly meant it. Why, you know, let's move on, right? Because, Because it does keep putting me in, you know, kind of back on my heels, right? It's kind of like, you know what else do I do? And and you know, I, I jokingly I use this I use this expression with my clients, and most of them have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, and I am not Catholic, but but in the Catholic tradition of you, know, when you were when you were you know, self-flagellating, you'd wear something called a hair shirt, which was like a very scratchy thing against your chest that would like remind you that you have to do penance. And I think I think there's a real pushback, isn't there, about when is it when is it you know, how long, how many times do i have to apologize for the same thing and then and then that kind of puts in this um, lack of compassion i guess would be you know i i don't know quite quite to say what what happens but but then it's like okay enough w- what do we need to do to get over it and then that just that kind of makes the situation worse doesn't it
0: yeah it certainly does and i mean there's two angles to this whole uh, experience of an apology. There's the angle from the person who's offering it, and then there's the angle from the person who's receiving it. Mm-hmm. Now, there can be problems on both sides.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: let's start with part of that dynamic where people are expecting apologies after apologies after apologies. Well, number mm-hmm. one, if that person doesn't have a healthy understanding of forgiveness and healing, mm-hmm. they may continue ask and expect an apology uh-huh. over and over and over they haven't chosen to forgive and they don't understand that forgiveness is not just about how you feel. There's a choice, but then there's a process of healing. So if they're not aware of that process, they may be stuck there. So you're not necessarily responsible for whether or not someone receives your apology.
2: Uh-huh. You
0: are responsible for how you offer it okay so let's come back to the person offering the apology a lot of the times when we're offering an apology we are missing critical elements so the the depth of injury is not fully addressed mm-hmm. so like you mentioned with your um with your sister who right. wanted an apology from an that is so common and institutions fail time and time again to address the situation and a lot of the times people don't need to hear the word I'm sorry what they want is an what they want is an acknowledgement they want an acknowledgement of the suffering that the other person has experienced and you know when we recognize that when we're offering an apology in our most intimate relationships, we are not focusing on intention. Mm -hmm. We want to focus on impact. How did my actions impact this person regardless of my intentions? And that's why an apology, an effective apology, a genuine apology is going to be more of a dialogue than a monologue because you're going to want to hear from this person right Uh you know we'll get into the the, the steps of it but there's an important element about empathy Uh and having that empathy be accurate to say when i did this i imagine it impacted you this way like you you're going to want to hear from the other person so that you can address the pain it's like when you go to a doc the doctor if you're in pain and you don't tell the doctor where it is (laughs) there's going to be (laughs) looking at you okay um, I cannot help you unless you help me help you. And right. that's an important, uh, a, a genuine and effective apology.
1: Well, I love that. So this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Doris and I'm talking with coach, speaker, and author Andrew Blackwood about the importance of knowing how to give a true, heartfelt, and genuine apology. If you have trouble saying, I'm sorry, or if your partner does, you're not alone. But it's going to cause problems in your relationship. Either the problems are happening now or they'll eventually show up. Because knowing how to apologize well is part of repairing any breach that leads to feeling disconnected from each other. And if you want to learn this critical skill, I can help. I invite you to get in touch with me and schedule your free, no-obligation, five-star relationship call. You can reach me by phone at area code 919 924 Again, that's 919 924 Or you can um, shoot me an email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S. Coaching and is in nancyc as in charlie.com. And now I want to get back to this conversation about genuine apologies. So, Andrew, can you describe what the components of a genuine apology are?
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, there are four steps to a genuine apology. And before i like to go into the steps, like the how-to I want to talk about some of the essential ingredients that go into making a genuine apology. It's like baking baking a cake or Mm -hmm. uh, you know this wonderful smelling bread. If you are missing some ingredients, it's not going to come out right. So (laughs) there are five. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. There are five core values woven into a genuine apology. Number one, humility. If your apology doesn't begin and 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 isn't flavored with uh, a humility all the way through, it's gonna miss the mark for sure, mm-hmm. right? You know those lip apologies. Well, I'm so sorry. You can't even get the words out, right? Right. <laughs> right.
1: I'm, I'm sorry there's, if anybody was hurt by what I did. <laughs> that's well, not there's, that's there's, not humility.
0: <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole chapter dedicated to what not to do in the book.
2: <laughs> I'm, sorry,
0: I'm sorry that all of those extensions, all of those add-ons, they're not good. They're, mm-hmm. They don't help. Um, i also talk a little bit about, you know, explanations and why explanations are so damaging if offered in an apology. So we, we don't want to leave those things out. And humility, it's not, humility is not the same as humiliation. Right. Humility is about this recognition that I'm not perfect and I don't do everything right. And in this instance, my my imperfect humanity really showed up and I can handle acknowledging that and I can expose this part of myself, which is one of the, the core values as well. Vulnerability, being vulnerable being vulnerable is a really important part about offering uh, a genuine apology because we're not perfect, but sometimes it's difficult to acknowledge where we've gone wrong. And that and that's really important. How can we grow unless we're like, oh, no, I took the wrong road. I made the wrong turn here. If you don't uh-huh. do that, how are you going to get to your destination? It's just not going to work. So humility is important. Vulnerability is important. But then there's also... Um, what I call, you know, what the world, I think, on a larger scale is really coming to terms with these days is empathy. It's so important to be able to feel on some degree, what someone else is feeling, and to value what they feel, right? That's the difference between pity and empathy. Pity is where you just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. Oh my! Oh, it must be so difficult for you. <laughs> well, but, empathy,
2: but
1: Andrew, like, you, but, but Andrew, you shouldn't feel that way. I didn't mean it. You know, get over it. Like,
0: right? And, you know, that, that that you know, people really do often minimize other people's experiences because mm-hmm. they they're, they're not empathizing.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: maybe it's for them to empathize because they never had that experience or they have a higher, you know, pain point, a higher threshold for certain things. But That's part of being in relationship with someone who is not you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we There's that. different yeah. people, mm-hmm. you know, about different things. So being able to empathize is really to say, okay, I imagine you felt this way. You know what? I think I've felt that way before in a different situation. So I I can see, I get it, right? Uh That's the whole empathy that's often lacking. And then there is responsibility. Responsibility is critical in a genuine apology. If you are not taking responsibility, well, let me backtrack. If you are not responsible, Uh then apologies. appropriate and that's where a lot of people have trouble because they don't believe they're responsible so why are they apologizing right right? sometimes they don't responsible because they are justified because something was done to them first Right. right so and that's that's part of the humility part just because someone did something to you first doesn't mean that your actions are justified you get to decide, is this how I want to be? Is this who I want to be? And if it's not in keeping, if your actions in the past are not in keeping with who you want to be as a person, then you have something to apologize for. Then you have something to take responsibility for. And then you can actually move to this critical ingredient. This is what's missing in most apologies. And that's why they don't go the distance. Accountability. Okay. Same sorry is not enough. Like, you can be sorry as much as you want, but if you don't take steps to ensure as best as possible this thing is not going to happen again, mm-hmm. then this recipe for disaster. That's what this is. It's going to happen again, and again, and again, and again, which is why the four steps are really, really They're really, really critical because if one of the four steps are missing, your apology is not going to live on. There's this acronym that is I call the, the live formula. And that contains the four steps. You want me to dive into the four steps, please? All right, all right. So four steps. They again, you will you will hear and you will see as you use them the core values that are woven into them. So number one, L. You want to list and label specifically what you're apologizing for.
2: Uh-huh.
0: If it's not clear, it won't meet the need it won't go the distance so you want to be very specific about the behavior that you're apologizing for Uh people often don't apologize because there's a sequence of events and when they apologize they 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 believe they're taking responsibility for everything no that's not good that's not good for you not good for the other person Uh you want to be very specific for your contribution to the dynamic or the situation and that will help you and will help the other person Number two, the I, that's where you want to imagine the impact of your action, your contribution, your tone of voice, your timing, your, regardless of your intention, you Uh want to imagine the impact. You want to be able to label the impact, the emotional impact. How did this person feel when this happened or when they discovered this? Or what was the impact on their life the next day, the next month, the next year as a result of what you did? Uh-huh. What did that person lose, right? What did it cost them? So whenever there's hurt, there is um, there's loss. And wherever there's loss, there is grieving,
2: uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. What is
0: person grieving? What did your actions take from this person, regardless of your intention? So that's the I. The okay. V, this is stuff that people don't get because it wasn't modeled. You want to verbalize a commitment to a plan of action. Okay. This this requires you to do some reflection and revisit the situation. What led me to do what I did? Yep. You know, not just this person did something to you. No, you had a choice. You mm-hmm. had a choice to have. How to respond maybe you weren't being thoughtful maybe you were tired maybe for generations this kind of stuff has happened in your family and you didn't even realize right so right. whatever it is you get to take that and think about it now you do not explain this to the person in your apology because an explanation yes. is going to sound like an excuse 99 uh-huh. percent of the time right the explanation is you you get to understand you. You get to revisit the sequence of events so you can say, this is what I can do differently. Oh, this is how I was thinking. This is what I believed at that point in time. Uh-huh. And you reconcile that with yourself so that you can create a plan to say, moving forward, this is what I'm going to do differently. That's where accountability is woven into the apology. So you can say, you know what, moving forward, this is what I'm going to do. I'm uh-huh. making a commitment to you yourself that I'm going to do something different. And this is what I'm going to do, because that's where credibility starts to be rebuilt, and then we move into the fourth step. The most vulnerable of them all is where you extend an invitation for somebody to give you some feedback about your apology.
1: Wow <laughs> yeah. well I mean and it's and it's because hey. inter- it's interesting as you're talking about this, you know i I have worked with many couples who were, you know, infidelity or some form of betrayal has been present. And, you know, I tell people, you have to really own your behavior. Um, and, and it's really hard. And the person who decides when, that, when the apology is enough is the person who's been hurt. And there's a whole lot of pushback around that because it really is. It's that accountability piece. It's, you know, what did I do? Why did I do it? What am I going to do differently? And, you know, and that's one of the things where in order for somebody to rebuild trust, there has to be a change in behavior, and you know, and it's sort of like going back to the Catholics. It's like, well, you go and confess the same sin every Sunday, and you're given, you know, three Hail Marys, and go and sin no more. But then next week you're coming back. It's like, so you're not really sorry, right? If, if the behavior doesn't change, it kind of avoids you know, the apology, doesn't
2: it?
0: It's. It, I would say it. It ruins it. It. it, uh-huh. it it, it makes it more harmful than it is healing. And, mm-hmm. you know, to every person's credit um, who has apologized and they've meant it, but they find themselves doing the same thing again, the way I see it is the road to healing and change is paved with understanding. Okay. You can be a sorry as you want. But if you do not understand how and why you do what you do, which is often as a result of trauma or unaddressed or unresolved issues, Uh if you do not understand what moves you to do something that is hurting someone else over and over and over again, apologizing isn't the solution.
2: Uh
0: It's going to keep until you understand you, until you experience a degree of healing and growth, then the same patterns are going to wreak havoc in your life and in your relationships. So that's why that in that step, you know, it's a two-part step. You want to look at the sequence of events, and then you want to understand how you made the choice that you made, uh-huh. so that you can be intent about doing something different in the future.
1: Yeah, it's, it is critically important. So what are some things to look out for, either when giving an apology or receiving a genuine apology?
0: You know, I definitely think all of those pieces that we talked about, those core values, get familiar with them, look for them. The, the steps, I would say look for those. Um, but I, I, I want to differentiate the difference between a genuine apology and reconciliation. Okay. Because, as well as forgiveness, because a lot of people think all three of them, it's like a packaged deal and mm-hmm. they're all the same thing. Very, they're not. very. So a lot of people, when they, um, because I, the way I see it, a genuine apology is a bridge from forgiveness to reconciliation. Okay. And when, think that reconciliation and apology and forgiveness are the same, it's the expectations are just not fair. They're not appropriate. So if you are wanting reconciliation, that's more than just an acknowledgement of the other person's, you know, responsibility, right? You're taking responsibility, right? You care about how it impacted me, great. But where do we go from here? Uh-huh. That's a different. Which is why you want to look for the person's degree of understanding about themselves. Yes, we want empathy for us, but do they understand who they are, why they do what they did, and why they do, and are they going to do it again? Like, it's, right? They say promise is comfort to a fool. Um, I, I say the promise without a plan is comfort <laughs> to a fool. The promise without <laughs> understanding why they did what they did that's comfort to a fool right Right. so we want to what's your level of understanding and we want to see like you know are you taking initiative yeah it's one thing to take responsibility but it's another thing to take action Uh you are initiating some sort of process for yourself where you can say okay this is what i did it's not paying penance okay Okay. (laughs) no 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 this is (laughs) this is not like you know just about guilt. This is about change. Right. Are you going to the book? Are you going to get some help, formal help? Are you going to reorganize your life and your priorities? Because that I will see. Right, I can uh-huh. forgive you,
2: uh-huh.
0: right? but you know reinstating us to the same degree of trust and closeness and intimacy—that's like automatic. You don't get a free pass just uh-huh. because I forgive you doesn't have the right to come back in and, and, you know, mess up my life all over again because you haven't sorted yourself out. That's not, right. that's not my response. So when somebody's offering an apology, if there isn't that degree of understanding about their themselves and their action uh-huh. and they're not taking initiative and they're not ready for reconciliation, you know, forgive them, sure, right? right? Receive their apology. Sure. But will you trust them to re engage in your life to the same degree? Nope. I, I a, they they get that readiness. And we get to do the same when we're apologizing, right? What are we poured into? That's the point part we want to be very clear about.
1: Well, and it's really interesting because one of the things that I've read into um in in receiving an apology in actually Offering forgiveness is this is this discrepancy between well, if I forgive them it means it was okay for them to do it in the first place It's like no 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 that's not what it means it means that you are accepting their remorse I, and I and i or and and I love I love that um, distinction between regret and remorse because remorse is really about i I am truly sorry for you know, the impact of my behavior, you know, of my behavior and 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 I am making efforts to do it differently and and again obviously change of behavior over time it takes a little bit of time for somebody to first see the change of behavior and then to accept that it's real that it's not going to that it's not going to go away and that's part of that reconciliation process which you so um wonderfully described as starting with a genuine apology because there can be no reconciliation without that, without the understanding of, oh, here's, here's what the impact of my behavior was, even if that wasn't my intent, which is where people get caught up. Um, so could you share where people can learn more about the components and how to put them together, and you know, move forward in this thing that so many of us have have not really experienced, um, especially not as children, because you know a lot of times parents don't apologize to kids, <laughs> so which is also part of a, which is also a problem. But that's a that's a subject for another show. But can you please let people know where they can get more information?
0: Certainly, CoachDrew.ca. Is the easiest way to to find me. Um, yes, my book is on Amazon. You can find it on my website, and I also just um, released the the course, the online version for the book. So a lot of the content that we talked about, as well as some uh, insight into forgiveness, mm-hmm. is 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 a part of that course as well.
1: Well, terrific because. A good apology is worth its weight in gold when it comes to keeping your relationship on track. And as you've heard, learning to give one is simple. Only you can decide how easy it will be. And so the question I have is what needs to happen for you to get started. And I hope one of the things that you'll keep doing is to keep listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving.